Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's one of our favorite days here on G's Power Hour. We get to be a little bit more knowledgeable, especially me, about all things tech, um, as many as we can get to anyway. Um, So we have back with us from Integral, Burton Kelso. Good morning, sir. Good morning, G. How are you? All right, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm ready to educate you on a lot of tech stuff. I, I, I'm so ready to be educated, sir. Cause, 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 go ahead. Get, get us started. I'm just waiting. No, I, bated breath. I, oh, my goodness. So I thought we would start <laughs> off talking about um, Metaverse because I don't know if you knew this or not. This has been about six months since uh-huh. Facebook has changed its, its name to Meta. And, yeah, what's, um, all, what's that about, all about? Uh, why? <laughs> they're, trying to, they're trying to get you addicted. I mean, this is a really good topic to talk about because this morning one of the first presidents of Facebook came out and said that they knew that Facebook, which is now Meta, was addictive mm-hmm. to everybody, meaning young kids and uh, obviously adults. So mm-hmm. if you think that uh, – uh, social media service like Facebook can be addictive. Imagine an immersive world like the metaverse and what it could have as far as an effect on people, especially ones that have addictive personalities and you mm-hmm. know, what, what the, what the long term effects could be as far as using the metaverse is concerned. So isn't that, um, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't, I don't know. I was going to say, shouldn't that be, looked at a little more closely in terms of what the health impacts could be for someone with an addictive personality? I think so. But the problem is that they ever look at it with social media. Um, You know, social media has kind of been around in all forms, like back in the prodigy days or AOL days. And I mean, no one's really looked at it closely. And as far as, you know, making regulations, you know, for, both Meta and for Facebook or the Metaverse. So it's all a money game, and I don't think anyone's going to take a closer look at it as long as these large tech companies are making money off of off of the technology. Well, it would have more impact if, like, a group of people from the medical community came out and, and spoke out about it? I think so, and I think many people have, but – I think part of the problem is for, especially for parents when it comes to 
just regular technology, it's a babysitter for, for them, especially during these hot summer months. I mean, if you're a parent, you, you used to having your kids in school, your kids are spending hours online playing Roblox, um, Fortnite, and doing God knows what. I mean, it's kind of easier for a parent to have a built-in babysitter with their tech device rather than having to put up with them the whole day. And it's not just the metaverse that's, I know, it's not just the metaverse. I mean, you're just talking about different forms of technology in general, and the whole purpose is is to keep you plugged in 24-7. So to have one of the first presidents of Facebook to come out and say that, I mean, it's a big Mm -hmm. deal, but at the same time, what are people going to do about it? Uh, you know, and, and just I don't know. I know it's not your fault, but just hearing you say that just really annoys me. But it also makes me very thankful for the parents that I had because they took time to plan spending time with me in the summer because I was going to be out of school and planned things for me to do. And, in fact, because I was an only child, they also always usually included another cousin or friend in the mix so that I, you know, I would have somebody to, to engage with while we were doing whatever it was we were doing. But, but it, was, it was planned. You knew that the child was going to be out of school. You need to spend time with the child. I mean, you're not, you are not spending time with the child for nine, ten months, whatever. You can't give two months to your child. Right. Sorry, there's something wrong with that. I agree because I grew up in the same environment that you grew up in. I was a single, uh, I was a a single product of a single parent household, and I was an only child. And it Mm -hmm. was the same thing. I would go. My mother would take time or enroll me in summer camps or have me spend time with cousins, you know, to keep me occupied. I mean, obviously, we're in a different time now where we have more engaging technology, but it's not that parents really can't take the time to find regular outdoorsy things or non-electronic things to do with their kids. So it's, um, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a challenge. It's kind of a catch 22. You know, because my thing is, (laughs) and yeah, I mean, I'm talking a little bit too much for someone that does not have kids, you know, it it just didn't happen. Um, But my thing is, if you are thinking, and the thing is, you do have to think about becoming a parent. Now, you know, sometimes it's just thrust upon you, and it is what it is. But then once it happens, or even if you're planning to, you really have to kind of think it through. And if you just don't have the capacity to be that um, self-giving, you know, to a gift that God gave you, then, you know, maybe you need to rethink it. Maybe you you should not be a parent. Just, I'm just right, saying. right, and it's definitely when you're talking about the metaverse and social media. I mean, it's almost like that Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, where you can see the benefits of social media and what it has done for our society as far as bringing people closer. But on the the flip side of that, I mean, there's a very dangerous aspect of the metaverse and of, of social media that people really need to understand. And, of course, it's almost like, and you're going to laugh at this, it's almost like those drug commercials that you see on TV where they, you, you, uh, you hear about all the side effects of taking a specific drug for, uh, you know, whatever ailment you have, you know, could cause heart issues or death, you know, blindness, 
it's it's some of those side notes that they don't tell you when you're getting involved in a lot of this technology. So, well, I know we've kind of gotten off of <laughs> I'm sorry, got on my little tirade, got off the subject of no, technology. You're good. So, I mean, cuz all that all that needs to be discussed though because when we talk about it does. you know, Facebook being addictive and and the metaverse and what what could happen to our society? I mean, these are the conversations that definitely need to occur because mm-hmm. I don't, have you ever put on, I know this sounds weird, but have you ever put on a, a virtual reality headset and dealt with any of that at all? No, I have not. Oh. Um, I, I, I gather how that's supposed to go and stuff like that. Um, and I've seen people <laughs> with them on and I'm like, Wow, there's people like right in front of you you can't interact with. You're you're just waving at stuff that's non-existent. But okay, you know so I digress. One of my one of the rare. Well, I've I've dealt with VR quite a bit, but one of the things that can be addictive about like the metaverse, which a lot of it involves you putting on a virtual reality headset and interacting with the environment, is that the environments look pretty darn real. Um, you know, just the engines that they have to build some of these worlds look pretty darn realistic. Like a couple of years ago when I got to do an influencer tour of the Toyota plant, they had a virtual reality headset that you could put on where once you put it on, you're inside of a garage, and they had one of their hot rod Toyota vehicles in it, and you could actually go through every aspect of the car, and it looked like you were actually sitting at the car. They even had another simulator where you could act like you were on a skyscraper and just see the virtual world around you. So, I mean, if you're looking through a pair of a pair of VR goggles and looking at this virtual world, you could easily be sucked in and it can definitely uh, cause issues and not to mention some of the other issues security wise that can happen in the metaverse as well. So, I, how do we balance this out? Because one of the things I, I like about when you come on the show that you do encourage people to kind of detach, you know, I mean, this is your business and everything, but you still know the importance of detaching from so much technology. So, right. Um, and then also, too, I'm, I'm not looking at just the health thing. I'm looking at the cost involved in, in getting addicted. You know, we talk about uh, games, we talk about uh, equipment, you know, we, we talk about all of this stuff that keeps us engaged. It's Like you said, you know, they their reasoning mainly for dealing with it is because of, of the impact it was going to make for, for the company financially, you know, but it's also right. impacting the people that really don't have, you know, all that much money. <laughs> you know, that, so. that is true. And, I, I mean, obviously when you look at technology, you do have to look at it from an aspect of it is for the the have, I mean, because especially if you look on the Apple side, because if you buy like say a Mac book, you're looking at a minimal investment of about fifteen hundred dollars, which is above the budget of just your average person. Now, some people obviously with credit go ahead and purchase Apple products, but I mean they are definitely geared to people who I, I would just go ahead and say wealthy, um, but. And the same thing with Meta and VR. I mean, it really is geared towards the upper echelon because if you were to go out, purchase an Oculus headset or virtual 
setup, you're talking about a $500 investment, which, you know, that could be rent or groceries for the month. And not everybody has that type of money to invest in technology, especially technology that isn't really going to give you a real life benefit. Well, at least not at this time. So, um, you know, at some point it's going to become available to everyone if it picks off. But, but right now, I mean, it's only a certain income set that could really dwell into the metaverse. Like you'll find this funny, you know, there, um, there, there was a saying I read on the internet about cryptocurrency and like Bitcoin and stuff like that, where the question was, is, you know, that, what type of people are making millions of dollars off of cryptocurrency? And the answer is billionaires, because obviously they have the money to invest <laughs> and lose in cryptocurrency as opposed to just the average, average, average person. So, I mean, those are the things that you have to look at first, you know, is it available to everybody? And it, it currently it's not, you know? Hmm. How about <sighs> that? Hmm. <laughs> and it, I was, I was going to get you a virtual headset, too. What's that? I said I was going to get you a virtual headset, too. I know you're just dying to get into the metaverse. So, you know, if if I, you're dying I mean, to throw away some money like that, Burton, you go right ahead. I will not I stop you. I want to make sure it's going to get you good use. You know, I'll be in your neck of the woods I next don't month. Have, so, uh, I don't have time. <laughs> Honestly, I, I really, don't. really don't. I know uh, and don't. that's the thing that just, just is, is I guess, uh, amazing to me, and, I, and, and I, I need to find another word, but the fact that you have people that have, I mean, it, it, and because kids, that's one thing. Adults right. just really have that kind of time to and money to waste. Because there's so much other stuff going on that that people need to get get involved in and and to help other people with and stuff like that, you know. Right. I I just I just find it, you know, it's it's sad to me. Well, but, this will, well, this will blow your mind away. The you know the video game industry, uh, it makes more than the movie industry. Did you know that? Uh, this is before not this surprising is before the pandemic. Right, not surprising, because, um, you know, you're doing stuff at home. We have gotten, you know, where we can't unglue our butts to the, the from the recliner and the sofa, right. you know, and so if it's, if it's something that I can leave my butt glued to the, to the chair <laughs> and then just uh, leave my hand glued to the remote and just leave my eyes glued to a screen, I'm good. Right. Not, but not me. I think anyway. the other thing that... The other thing that it kind of shows, too, is that most of your video games are geared towards, the, especially the popular ones, are geared towards mm-hmm. adults. And so, obviously, it's the adults that are making the time to play these games. And so that's mm-hmm. why, you know, most games are, oh, um, you know, 60 or $70, you know? Come on, come on, listen, hold it, hold it. Yeah, there's some adults. There are kids, too. There are teens, too. And I'll tell you why I say that. Because I just had a conversation. <laughs> I'm I'm about to bust uh, my family, but anyway, uh, I had a conversation. I had uh, one of my cousins in town. She was my um, maid of honor in my wedding, and um, even though, I, like I said, even though I was the only child, my parents always made sure that I got a chance to interact with uh, other family members and friends. So these these were the 
these are the group of people that I always had a lot of fun with when I was growing up. And we, they were telling all kind of interesting stories about me. You would have thought I was a really bad child, but I wasn't. Um, but uh, they, we, we talked about, my cousin and I talked about how we used to get into, you know, the old black exploitation movies, as they're called. Like and we weren't, and we weren't of age. Oh my goodness! <laughs> to, right to be in those movies, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but we went, and I'm saying that to say that teens will find a way to do stuff that they're not supposed to do, including buying those and looking at those video games that are made for adults that they're not supposed to be watching. Right. They're probably yeah. more proficient with playing them than the adults are. So no. Oh, I they mean, are, yeah. And, and, and the companies that make them know that. So, oh, yeah, yeah that's why they're making all they this know. money. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. One thing I wanted to bring up real quick about the metaverse is that, and I kind of wanted to talk about some of the positive aspects of it, and one of the things mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up was, was education. So obviously during the pandemic, virtual learning was a problem because not many, well, I shouldn't say not many. You've got a percentage of people that don't have access to high-speed Internet. But now with the rollout of 5G for both smartphones and for mobile hotspots, then that eliminates the problem because, you know, if you can get cell phone service, you can have access to 5G service. So one of the things that the metaverse is going to do is provide virtual education to to kids. So, for example, if you've got a classroom of kids with their headsets on, they can, they can, well, I shouldn't say classrooms. They can just virtually learn. They can be at home interacting with their classmates on a, on somewhat of a level. They can um, learn with students from all over the globe. So, I mean, that is one of the aspects that is positive for the metaverse. Also, too, as far as businesses, I mean, you can do mm-hmm. business transactions kind of in a virtual setting from anywhere in the world. And that would be good for morale and workspace because working virtually can get kind of lonely. But if you were in a virtual world where you've got your virtual workforce or your fellow team members with you, then it kind of makes working remotely a little bit more palatable. Um, So, I mean, it's got its positives, but the thing that they are definitely going to have to work on is just the simple fact of, um, eliminating the, the bad side because right now there's no regulation within the metaverse. So for example, someone could assume your identity G and you know, there mm-hmm. may be a, a, there may be a metaverse version of G's power hour going on right now. And we not even know it because, you know, people can definitely commit identity theft in the metaverse. I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. a virtual world, so you have to have safeguards in place in order to protect people. And, you know, it, it, I mean, it's just kind of on the board right now. And like you said, yeah, there's but, really no one coming out saying, well, we need to regulate this and we need to do stuff to make it safe for everyone. Yeah, but that, that version is not going to be nearly as good. You know that. Um, of course I know not. that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why you would even give air to that thought, I don't understand. Oh, my but, okay. gosh. I'm just letting you know that, you know. Yeah, identity theft yeah. happens online, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it does. So, it does. It, you know, it I mean, does. as much as, you know, the thing about it is as much as people hate or, or uh, regulations of any sort or talk about the the bad side of having regulations, everything it had, to some degree needs to have some sort of regulation. There needs to be a oh, system of checks and balances everything. I agree. You know? and it's not a matter I of whether agree. or not. You, you know, and it's not a matter of whether or not you like it or don't like it, you know, approve or disapprove, um, you know, and I'm saying you in general. It's just a matter of it's needed. And if it becomes abusive, then you take action to change it. But it, 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 it needs, and there needs to be some sort of checks and balances. And that's why I say if this looks like this is going to be a, a problem, and I, I agree there's some good to it, too, just like, you know, I mean, people talk about the Internet in general and, and you know, all of the bad stuff, but there's good stuff that comes with it, too. Um, you know, it's it's made, I, I think, for example, uh, I always talk about one of the, thing, the things that I enjoy is the uh, capacity that our library systems have now to reach more people because of the Internet. So there's just good and bad, you know, there just has to be, you know, a balance and, and people to kind of just, uh, you know, be strong enough to say, hey, this, you know, this isn't so good and maybe this needs to, to change or, um, you know, be dealt with or, um, you know, be eliminated. So. Yeah, it, it definitely does. But, you know, money rules the world. So as long as they're able to make lots of money and pay a lot of people off and it's going to just continue to go the way that it's been going. Yeah, I guess so. That's unfortunate. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, we, we are going to take a a quick break because like I said, we kind of (laughs) went off on a tangent, but that's okay. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, we, if you have questions or comments or concerns that you want to share uh, the number is 516-387-1944. Here with Burton Kelso of Integral. It's Tech Thursday on G's Power Hour, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are talking, well, we were talking the metaverse um, pros and cons. Um, if you have uh, some insight that you'd like to share, the number is 516 here with Brent Kelso on on Tech Thursday, and um, the other thing that you wanted to address are uh, cyber scams that happen around the summer. Oh yes, I mean it's a huge time for criminals to take advantage of um, 
take advantage of people. So probably one of the first scams that people have to deal about or deal with are vacation homes. You, cause, I mean, in this day and age, people want to avoid the regular hotel, the, the meals that are sometimes associated at eating at some of the big chain hotels, and, of course, the prices. So finding an Airbnb or just finding someone who's renting out their house is appealing, especially if you have a large group of people that you want to take on vacation. Then, you know, you get online and you're always searching for the big deal. And I think part of the problem is is everyone thinks that they can find stuff on Google. Uh, One of the promising things that have come out from Google is the whole Google airline thing that you can get on Google and find cheap flights. Because if you Google your, if you Google flights and then type in your, your destination and of course where you're flying from, then Google throws up a whole list of different airfare prices that you can choose from anywhere in the world. And with that Google mentality, people will do that with vacation properties and not really do their homework as far as if the property property is legitimately owned by the person that's putting the ad out on Google or on Facebook Marketplace or even on Craigslist. So buyer beware. Always do your research when you're looking for vacation homes in those vacation hotspots uh, just to make sure that you aren't being scammed. Because one of the things that the scammers will do, they'll find a property, and obviously, you know, you can take a photo and copy it uh, and mm-hmm. paste it anywhere on the Internet, and then you can create a phone number for it. People call you. They put a down payment. You show up, and there's no property. So my suggestion if you're looking for a vacation house during the summer months, go to a service like Airbnb, or I think you can go to Couchsurfers, any place like that where you know that there is a system to vet whoever's putting the ad out to ensure that you're not getting scammed. Now, I, I don't know what's going on with, with our society. It's just everyone's trying to always circumvent the safety system and try to find the biggest and better deal and that's what criminals count on so you always have to just make sure that you're staying in a place where you can you have peace of mind knowing that if you put a reservation on a vacation home then you'll know that you're getting the vacation home rather than um you know some scammer or some pipe dream that some scammers put online so not that i want to put you on the spot so i'm going to give you until next month to kind of look into this a little bit but Okay. What about the people? What about the people that are renting out their places? Okay, um, we've seen. Oh these, my goodness, that's a good one. Yeah, we, we, we've seen these cases where you know they've rented the, the place out, and uh, some people come in and they have all kind of crazy parties and stuff like that, and leave the place trashed and something like you know. There, there should be a way, I would think, to uh, maybe do a background check or something. Um, for people that that are um, trying to make reservations on your site, I mean, I don't think you should just automatically, you know, if they push a button and, and they, you know, got the money to pay for it and everything, I don't think that you should just relinquish your property like that. I mean, you've got a lot of responsibility when you own property. You know, I, I'm a realtor, of course. I'm looking at that side. Uh, you, you've got, you've got. <laughs> You've got to, you know, you've got your mortgage payment if it's not paid for. Even if it is paid for, you've got maintenance, you've got insurance, you've got taxes. You, you know, if it's, you know, you've got a lot of responsibility owning a property. So I, I think there also why why while 
people that are looking to uh, rent places for a vacation should have protection. I think the people that are renting the places also should have protection. So um, if you can dig up anything on that, that would that would be good. <laughs> Maybe the I next time. I think that's why. Well, I think Airbnb has um, taken care of some of that responsibility because I know I don't know if you've been following the news recently, but they banned uh, midweek parties at some of these properties. So. I don't know how you stop it, but I think you. I don't either. There's something that there's something that happens if you decide you're going to rent a vacation home and then throw a big old party for your friends. I mean, I think you can do it on the weekend, but at the same time, um, you definitely can't do that uh, during the week. So, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of unforeseen stuff that has occurred um, with these vacation homes because. One of the scams that you have to watch out for for vacation homes, if you're a guest, is to make sure you don't have some creep trying to video record your stay at your vacation home. Because as far as technology is concerned, you can get miniature cameras that can record uh, any movement on a property, and then these cameras are, are aren't you aren't able to see them with the you know with your regular eye. You have to get devices to ensure that there's no hidden cameras recording you. And then also, too, you have to be careful when you're doing a vacation home that what happens if you try to hop on their Wi-Fi? Do you have someone that's savvy enough to steal your credentials while you're using the free Wi-Fi at the vacation home? So there's a lot of things that needed that people really need to take in consideration when uh, either renting out their home or, a, you know, a rental property as, as an Airbnb and people that stay at these Airbnbs, there are certain precautions that they need to do to make sure that they, they stay protected. Because, I mean, you, you hate to think about it, but, you know, there's actual criminals or criminal-minded people that will have these properties and try to take advantage of people, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, the, the bad part about it is vacation is one time that you really feel like you should be able to let your guard down. Right. <laughs> actually, you know, it, it you know actually is is a little bit more of of a challenge to do that, you know. So right, yeah, it, it really is, and I I think you're right, and I think that's why cyber criminals prey on people on vacation because they're they're thinking that they can get away from the everyday problems of life and just kind of escape and not have to worry about stuff. So. um yeah, it's you, you definitely need to keep your guard up because a lot of what we do, even on vacation, involves our electronic devices. So you've got to stay aware or else you'll, you know, you could fall victim to a scam. Like, for example, we went to Cincinnati, and this wasn't even summer vacation. Um, two summers, or not two summers, it was a fall. Well, two falls ago. And, you know, I might have my credit card compromised at like a chain restaurant. And mm-hmm. good thing I was using a credit card because definitely if I had been using debit, then that you know that my information could have been compromised and it would have taken longer for me to get my money back. But I mean, you you just don't know. You really don't. No, no, it's you know because I, I find that I find now when we go, um, you know, and you were staying at the hotel, and even though I'm really careful about you know, making sure the door is locked and everything. It's it's now, it, it's not even, 
I don't know. It's not even. I was going to say not even strangers, but it's, it's even. You've got to kind of watch, watch like hotel staff and stuff like that. Where, oh, where you're staying. Can. You know, it's like okay. You know, do I leave? You know, and I I have taken like my my surface on vacation. You know, just so that we could maybe if you know pull up information about places we, where we want to go eat or whatever. And it's like okay, so do I lock it up in the room? I mean. If there's a safe in the room, they still may have the combination. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little paranoid. Yeah, I guess. you, you, think, uh, you, you know, know, you can't you put know. it in you it. Think like I do. Yeah, you, you know, you can't like necessarily put it. In, you can't put it in the the dresser drawer or anything because they they might go in there. Um, and then you know, do you lock it in your car? You know, <laughs> people break in the cars, so it's it's just it's a mess. Uh, you know, like I said, it's something that. You you really you can't really be spontaneous about stuff anymore like you used to. You really have to kind of do a lot of planning and a lot of what ifs ahead of time. You are absolutely right, and you brought up a good thing about electronics being left in like hotel rooms and stuff like that. You don't know, um, well, you don't necessarily know how trustworthy the staff is is wherever you're staying, whether it be an mm-hmm. Airbnb or at, at a chain hotel. Um, I always make sure that I take my devices with me when I leave the room. I normally don't try to take anything other than my cell phone, but now when I travel, I never know when a TV station is going to reach out for me to do a TV appearance. So I have to take my laptop and ring light with me, and it becomes mm. a hassle. But a lot of that stuff has to go with me when I leave the room. So I just carry a backpack, shove it all in the backpack, and it goes where I go. That way I don't have to worry about um, any of my electronics winding up missing. And the same thing when we travel with the boys, their gaming system, we, they try mm-hmm. to leave them out and about. I'm like, you better grab that and take it with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to have to buy yeah. a new device, you know. Like, so, do, you, do you have that stuff insured? No. Be, no? I mean, because... No, we. I mean, you know, for homeowners, but, um, okay. you know, you really don't want to make a claim on something like a gaming system uh, getting getting stolen, you know, because you figure by the time you pay the deductible, you can just go out and buy a new gaming system. So, I mean, that, mm-hmm. you know, other like I said, other than homeowners, and, yeah, that it wouldn't be insured because, you know, the deductible would would be more than just going out and buy another device. And, of course, obviously, if you're um, being prudent about your tech, then people aren't going to get a hold of it. Okay. All right. I've got so, another story um, for you that – I've yeah. got another story for you as far as uh, safety when you're out and about. So speaking about yep. leaving your tech devices behind, one of the best mm-hmm. things that you can do when you're on vacation is to turn on Find My Device. Because when I was in Chicago last winter, I accidentally left my brand-new iPhone 13 at, uh, at the Cheesecake Factory in downtown Chicago. And mm. luckily for me, my Apple Watch, as soon as we got in the Uber and started driving off, my Apple Watch alerted me and said, hey, you left your cell phone behind. And sure enough, uh, it was sitting at the Cheesecake Factory. And luckily, management intercepted my phone before some criminal did. So I just had to verify that it was me, and I got access to my phone. And 
under normal circumstances, I don't leave stuff behind when I mm-hmm. travel. But we just had so much stuff, like a lot of people do, that I accidentally left my phone on the table and walked out of the restaurant without it. But I think a lot of people don't turn on find my, like, MacBook or find my Windows computer or find my Android phone because if they did, then at least you would get an alert letting you know when Mm -hmm. you left a device behind. So find my device, is that something that, what do you do? You register your devices with it? Yeah, it's a feature both on Android and iPhones where you go into settings and you just turn on the find my device locator. And what it does, if you just have a phone, it allows you to hop on like a computer and log into either your Apple account or your Google account, and then it gives you an estimate of where it thinks that your phone is because it actually uses GPS location to find your phone. So you, it'll pull you, your, it'll notify you within probably five feet of where your device is. So if you, you know, if you pull it up fairly quickly, I mean, you're going to find your device and it's going to keep transmitting obviously until it runs out of battery or uh, it locates the device. And then the event of my Apple watch, my Apple Watch was like lower than 10% of battery, and it wouldn't even allow me to utilize the watch. But I think the purpose behind that was just in case I left my phone behind, it had enough battery power to alert me to let me know that I left my phone behind. Because, you know, my watch had died, or not died, but had been on low battery earlier in the day, and then all of a sudden, as soon as we hop in the Uber, and start driving off, it starts buzzing, and I'm looking at it going, oh, wow, okay, we need to go back and get my phone. So, I mean, it's, you know, a really good utility to have, and it's, it's automatic with every tech device out there. You just have to go into settings and turn it on. It's not on by default because you have to link it to, like, either a Google account or an Apple account. Mm-hmm. So we I know we've gotten behind because we've got some other things that we got to discuss, but um, did you have any other things that you wanted to talk about with regards to the um, summer cyber scam? Um, yeah. One other scam that people need to watch out for is let's just say uh, entertainment or concerts like summer concerts and stuff like that. People will post tickets to events online. And obviously in this ticket system that we deal with where everything's virtual, Sometimes people will purchase a ticket and then they'll make a copy of the scan or the printout of it, and then they'll resell it online. So rather than buying tickets off of Joe Schmo on Facebook, you're probably better off just going to Ticketmaster or one of those online sites and purchasing tickets because you never know if the person who has the printout of the ticket has sold it to several other people too. So just be wary of that because – Obviously, we're opening back up. People are wanting to go see live performances, so you just need to be aware and understand that that scam is happening as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I I am actually planning on purchasing some concert tickets, which is an anomaly for me, but I am actually getting ready to do that tomorrow. So thank you for that pointer. I appreciate that. No, no problem. Um, Yeah. yeah. And, And, yeah, I mean, Concert tickets are something that you do kind of look for, you know, ways, you know, where can I find the the best price? Like I've seen some things like 
uh, one of the radio stations had a discount for it, and and then I saw where Groupon had a discount for them, and and I'm like, okay, well, I kind of trust those sites, but then you know, how how do you know? I guess if it's you know, even sometimes even the uh, reputable sites get um, you know uh, people messing with them. So, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, scammers. Like you said, especially in the relaxed summer months, are looking at every opportunity to steal money. So you always, mm-hmm. it's always buyer beware. Yeah. So keep that in mind before you buy those earth, wind, and fire tickets tomorrow, or wherever you're going. No, it's not earth, wind, and fire. I, I, I did earth, wind, and fire. I told you about that. But anyway, no, no, it's um, I, I wanted to get some Maxwell tickets. That's that's where I was gonna go. See. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. See, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am jealous. Uh, why? why? <laughs> you can go. Maxwell ain't coming. To, he ain't coming to Kansas City. He come to he come well, to your neck of the woods anytime. He right. Come so come to Orlando. Country. You know, help our economy. Come to Orlando. Stay in a hotel. Eat some food. And go see Maxwell. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't be there when I'm there next month, right? No. So there well, you go. No, but you don't have to come to Florida just once. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll remember that. Here's me making a a plea on on half of the state of Florida visitor and convention bureau. Come to Florida. Exactly, exactly. Come to Florida. Right. Uh, we they had a report out about how COVID really just killed our economy. So yeah, come on back. I I will. I will make a point. Okay. So anyway, um, you also wanted to talk to us about how devices can keep us safe when we're traveling? Yeah, one of those we just touched on. on, Well, not necessarily find my device, but, yeah, there's several things that you need to think about when you're traveling. For example, many people know or see the signs for Apple Pay or Samsung Pay when they go to their favorite retail outlet. But did you know that these forms of payment are probably the most secure ways that you will make payments or you should make payments when you're when you're traveling, because when you pay by phone or even when you use your credit card to tap on that point of sale system, it actually locks up or encrypts that data so that somebody nearby can't see your credit card numbers or any other personal information about you. So anytime that I can, I always use the tap feature on my iPhone to pay for stuff because it's it's secure and then also. You know, when you're out and about, having your credit cards on your smartphone is a little bit easier to manage than just have, carrying them out around all the time because they could be stolen or you could lose them. Like, I hate to admit this, so last week when I was in Nashville, I thought I lost my Discover card. Now, one of the other safety tips I will mention that I wasn't really worried when I lost it is I had the Discover card app on my phone. So all I had to do was go into the app and freeze the card so that way no further transactions could be made on the card. But I'm embarrassed to share with you, G, that the card was actually in a shirt pocket that I put it in as opposed to putting it back in my wallet. So I didn't lose my card, but it was it was missing for like a day or two before I discovered it in the shirt pocket that I had. Um, I but, understand. I truly do. Uh, you know, I, when you change purses, 
uh, as a woman, that's a that's a big deal. And now I'm at at the point now too, like you talk about not taking a whole lot. I, for the most part, unless I have to, I have my keys in one hand and the phone in the other, and that's basically how I'm going these days. You know, because I, I try right. to pay for it on the phone. You know, and then you know, oh, like you so said, you do do that. I was gonna ask you. Do, yeah. You do pay by the phone. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah I do some stuff. I do so. Yeah, I see. I'm I'm a little bit up, updated, um, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I I do pay, um, especially because there's certain apps. Now I know you have to watch some of those apps, but yeah, I have certain apps that I use. Especially, I, I love the lovely cashback app. So you know that's that's kind right. of the way I go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, but, um, I try to travel light. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, because it really is a safer way to to pay. Now, what's surprising to me is, like, the difference between Target and Walmart. So Target, Mm -hmm. you can pay by tapping your credit card or your phone. But Walmart, with all the money they have, I can't believe that they haven't implemented that system into existence at their stores yet, which is kind of sad, you know. And I don't know if it's more because of their clientele. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. Because obviously Target... Attract a more affluent customer than say Walmart would. So I don't know if that's the reason why, or or why they have been slow on that. Well, see, the thing is now with now with Walmart, um, for the most part, uh, you know, if I'm not using my debit card, which is it's actually I don't use it that much, I'm even even either using um, one of the cashback apps to get a gift card mm-hmm. to to pay with or you know or actually there's an, another app that I use um so like between um Shopkick and Ibotta I get gift cards right. and that's what I usually use at um Walmart now at Sam's uh I do what they have they have what they call scan and go now I don't know if they have that at uh, at Walmart but I know at Sam's they have scan and go and that's how I usually pay for gas and that's how I usually, you know, pay for other stuff, which also it keeps down the waiting in the line uh, with the scan and go. And so, and that's one of the major reasons I use it because I, you know, I don't have to wait in line or, you know, they just look, you know, I, I show them um, a QR code. They, you know, look at my QR code code. They look at what's in my basket and basically, I'm out the door. Right. That's yeah. That's great that you do yeah. that because I mean, obviously, like I said, especially during the summer months, criminals are always looking at ways to get into stuff. So as long as you're using your phone or using apps like that, then you're going to stay safe. You're not going to be crying the blues if somebody gets mm-hmm. into your your credit card information. So, you know, I would okay. I would definitely warn people to definitely use their phone or their card as much as they can, uh, especially um, when you're paying at the pump at gas stations. Because I know our local gas station chain has, you can pay at the pump like a lot of places do, but you can tap at the pump as well. So that way you can avoid uh, credit card skimmers, which will, Mm -hmm. you know, will skim your credit card information if you insert it. And if you're in an unknown city or in a hurry, you just don't necessarily know if that, place or that gas station is uh, rife with criminals trying to put in credit card scammers to scan your information. So it's better to be right. safe than sorry and just keep that stuff on your phone. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
So I know we we blew through a break, but that's okay. We're, but we're going to take a, a <laughs> quick break, a final break. Um, you know, yeah, I know. I, I'm going to have to come out of my pocket and pay for it. But anyway, um, we're going to take a quick break. We are here with Burton Kelsey of Integral, and we are talking about um, apps to keep you safe uh, or think, devices to keep you safe for the summer. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It's a Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Tomorrow... You need to listen to find out what you need to do to make sure that you can vote next month because next month we have the primaries, August 23rd. So if you need to vote in the primaries, you need to make sure your information is correct. You need to make sure you know who is running to represent you, and you need to know where you're supposed to go. Orange County Supervisor of Elections, Bill Cowles will be on tomorrow, so so please tune in. In the meantime, we are coming back, we're talking with Burton Kelso of Integral. The number is 516-387-1944 if you have any questions or comments. Um, devices in the summer heat, I know you have, and I've been more conscious about it, you've talked about not leaving your devices out in the in the heat or in the car or whatever, because that kind of really affects the, it impacts the battery, correct? It impacts the battery and the device itself. The challenge oh. is, is that most most people don't realize how delicate our smart devices are, like our laptops, our smartphones, and our tablets. Um, normally, the maximum temperature that you want to operate these devices in is at 90 degrees. So if you're in the shade under <laughs> I like how you laugh. <laughs> you're like, that ain't gonna happen. You know? But <laughs> you know, we're in beautiful, lovely sunny Florida where the um temperatures are in the nineties and the heat index is in the hundreds. So yeah. I'm right. Laughing. So I mean there's there's been you know, there's a lot of strain on these devices. They can obviously go a little bit more temperature-wise, but at the same time, you know, to the best of your abilities, you want to try to keep it at 90 degrees or below, if all possible. And that essentially means that when it comes to your tech devices, you don't want to leave them out in direct sunlight. Because when I was on TV in London last night, they were the host was saying that, yes, yeah, she sees people all the time when they have their smartphones laid up in the dashboard 
in direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a no-no because it can just fry that device. It can definitely have an impact on the battery, like you mentioned, but it can also mm-hmm. ruin the inner electronics and even take out the screen on your tech devices. So maybe you have a device that works, but then the screen is bad. So, you know, you basically have a tech device that don't work. So, you know, part of the key things that you should know is, number one, you don't want to leave your devices in the hot car ever. Um, now, maybe at night you can, but, like, during the day if you're running errands, you definitely don't want to get leave your device in the car because, you know, in the summer and Florida heat, um, it definitely can make it where it's an oven in those hot even if you roll the windows down, it's almost like an oven, and you don't mm-hmm. want to leave those devices in there because it'll ruin them. And if you're like most people, you ruin your device, that could mean that people are going to lose data too. So it's mm-hmm. imperative that you, you, know, you always take it with you, you know? So you can't even put it in, like, the glove compartment or in one of those middle compartments in your car or even in the door, right? I mean, you could, but, I mean, you really shouldn't. Because you figure okay. with, if, if it's not in direct sunlight, then you're going to be in decent shape. But if it's, like, in direct sunlight, then, yeah, you're just asking for trouble. You know? So I have, I have a challenge for you, Burton. Uh, okay. That you, the, the guru of all things tech. Um, <laughs> why don't you come up with or develop a phone case or a series of phone cases that have you like you know how some of these materials they have like cooling materials. Could mm-hmm. you do that maybe, and maybe develop a case with some sort of cooling oh, material deep. that you could put on your phone. You better take a trip down. I don't know what highway takes you from Orlando to NASA, but that's more of a NASA thing than a Burton thing. Because okay. <laughs> I have no clue <laughs> on how to make a cooling material to like a case that would keep your phone. Uh, or your tablet or even your laptop cool. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way beyond the tech experts, you know. But, I mean, yeah. that is a good idea because, obviously, in the southern climate, I mean, it's just a year-long challenge dealing with uh, hotter temperatures when it comes to your smartphone, uh, your laptop, and your tablet. And I know one of the challenges, yeah. too, that people don't think about with their phone cases because everyone's got one, that in some instances you need to be able to remove that case from that phone because sometimes the case could be causing the phone to overheat, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. that was one of the reasons why up until a few years ago, I didn't put a case on my phone. I just walked around and hoped that I could stick my foot out if I dropped my phone or do something <laughs> to prevent it from hitting the concrete if it fell out of my hands. But mm-hmm. I finally broke a phone real bad, so I had to go and settle and get a case. So Yeah. Yeah. But um, another instance, another thing I was going to mention, too, is a tech, a tech tip as far as the heat's concerned. So let's say mm-hmm. your phone overheats. And have you ever had that happen before where your yes. phone will just show the – yeah. Yes. And One it's, of the it's things very you, annoying, you, and I've had it happen recently when you have those situations where you can't get the right connection and it just keeps churning. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and your phone – yeah, I mean, I feel like I can fry an egg on the phone or something. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's burning your face. I get it. So one of the things that you want to do is to t- take the case off, like I mentioned before. But also, mm-hmm. don't be tempted to, like, 
put it on ice or put it next to the AC because if you take it from those hot temperatures to a cooler temperature, it could definitely cause issues with your phone um, as far as condensation building up in the phone, and it can just ruin your device from going from extreme heat to extreme cold. Because I know some people will be tempted to, like, throw it in the freezer or throw it in the refrigerator to get it to cool down, especially if they're trying to use it. You know, you're like, I got mm-hmm. to use this phone. I got to get it to cool down. So don't do that. You just have to be patient with it and just let it cool down naturally. Um, yeah, I, I've so been guilty. I've held my phone. I've held my phone in front of the air conditioning vent in the car. <laughs> you know, like right. to I've done it too. Don't don't feel bad. <laughs> I've done it too because you're on a call and you're trying to talk to somebody. And you want the thing to cool down, and it's burning up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely understand. You know what you're talking about. So, um, but yeah, if you if all possible, make sure that you're not doing stuff like that. At the very least. If you're driving around and you've got a case on your phone or a protective case, then take the phone out of the case, at least while you're in the car, uh, and and use it that way as opposed to just trying to keep the case on and try to keep your, your phone cool. Okay. All right. So it, I know we, we kind of had a lot to talk about, and I got us off course. I'm sorry, but, you know, I felt like some things needed to be said. But in the meantime... Are there any other last-minute summer tips that you got for us, Burton, with regards to our devices? Well, the only thing that I would say this summer, too, is to make sure that you're limiting your kids' uh, playtime on their tech devices, like we had talked about earlier, is to make sure that you're involving your kids uh, with real-life experiences as opposed to just having them sit around all day and play on their devices. There are certain apps that will allow you to get out, such as, um, oh, Pokemon Go, where you can have your kid um, mm-hmm. play, go out and play and find Pokemon. Also, you can do something called uh, geocaching, where you can find hidden treasure using your phone. People, there's a whole community of geocaching where people will put little items in, like, national parks or just local parks that, you can go out and explore with your kids and um, have them find that. And then the other thing that you can do with your kids, too, is just exercise. I know with my oldest son and oh, well, both my boys, we bike ride now. So one of the things that mm. we do is we'll use our Apple Watches to kind of track and to see how far we've gone. And that's entertaining for them. So, yeah, just get your kids out and get them off of those tech devices. Just make sure if you're in Florida, you go biking in the morning. Okay. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> possible. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, Burton, um, thank you. I had another question, but um, I'll, I'll table it till I guess, the next time, but I think it's kind of important one to ask you about some of those um, apps that you use to make payments for bills and, and shopping and other things. So we'll talk about that later, though. Thank you for being with us. Have a blessed evening. Thank you. You do the same. Thanks. Thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Talk with you tomorrow, God willing. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. He'll make it all right.